0: This is Donnie Tuttle, the Sell Anywhere trainer, coach, and practitioner. Welcome to the only podcast designed for the remote sales professional and the remote leader. Helping you live with more joy, more freedom, and more productivity. We believe that your talent is not limited to years of code and that you can build the life that you want while selling from anywhere what is up sell anywhere listeners and viewers those of you who are selling from anywhere those of you who are leading from anywhere we are the podcast that helps you to be more better at it right this is uh this is a serving game we are taking selling we're taking leading from an act of war and turning it into an act of love and my oh my i have with me someone that. I am so happy to have here because he and I met a while back. Maybe we'll get into it. And, and we met after I read his book, which we'll, be, we'll get into that as well. And he just, I, this guy has my heart. I love what he stands for. I love what he does. I love what he says. And I love the impact it's having on people. And so when I had an opportunity to bring the one and only Ethan Butte onto the show, you gotta believe. I jumped on, jumped right on. Um, Ethan Butte, welcome to the show. And before we get into who you are and what you do, man, it's the Sell Anywhere Podcast, brother. Where are you at? Thank you
1: so much, man. It's been it's been it's such a joy of writing a book where someone like you and I who have so much kinship. Um, we can recognize that before we ever connect. It's so awesome. It's just, it's a joy. Uh, I am in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I am, for those of you who are listening and not watching, I'm in a makeshift home office in my bedroom. Uh, My (laughs) wife and son and I live in a very small home on the southwest side of Colorado Springs, not far from some awesome trailheads on on the west side of town here. And Uh, you know I needed a room where I could close the door and not interrupt them and not be interrupted and unfortunately it's in it's in our bedroom so that's where I am
0: okay all right all right so first things first um, so your workspace is is also shared this is a place where you sleep and enjoy the company of your wife how do you balance that Please.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's the standing desk over in the corner. Uh, it was something that we agreed on. It's so funny. I don't think when I set this thing up back in March, that I would be here More today. <laughs> right? So it's really interesting. I mean, we, we, we thought about moving into a bigger house years ago, because when we moved here, our son was three and the, the house seemed a lot bigger at the time. It's like 850 square feet, cool little brick and stucco ranch, nice old established neighborhood, built in the 50s, and we love the house, we love the property, we love our neighborhood. But a couple of years ago, we thought about moving deeper into the canyon into a bigger house, and we didn't do it. And now I now I'm thinking like, man, it sure would be nice to have a home office.
0: So uh, take me to the practical part. I have a guy that I talked to, and he's like, yeah, I work from uh, the space where, you know, I like to be romantic at, and he's like, I don't, I found myself thinking about, um, like here I'm sitting with this beautiful person in my life and I'm thinking about work because I'm seeing it. So he's like, I just threw a bed sheet over my workspace. So what does Ethan Butte do to kind of keep that from invading your mental space?
1: That's funny. I, um, I definitely unplug everything, right? Because I have this microphone because I, I do a lot of time on podcasts, Um, I have a light that I keep over in the corner that wouldn't be here if I wasn't recording a bunch of videos here. Um, you know, and so all these things like glow. So the first thing I always do is I always close my laptop, right? Because Mm. I'm using a laptop up on a stand with a separate monitor. So I always close the laptop that immediately makes it less accessible. You have to do one extra act like this. You have to okay, now I'm going to open this up and do some work. Whereas if it's open, it's just, you can just, it's the reason our phone is so uh, kind of nefarious uh, in some ways yes. is that it's just right there, like boom, one, two, like uh, a face read or a thumbprint and, you, and you're rocking and rolling. And, and now, now all of a sudden you're, you know, wasting time or diverting yourself from the real people in your life. And so um, unplugging everything so that none of the power things are glowing like my microphone throws off a blue light the power box on my lamp throws off a blue light my laptop throws off a little green light because it's charged so i I close it down take everything down um i have periodically been going into my office which is only five minutes away there's no one there like the bomb bomb office and um the the internet upload speeds are 175 times faster than at my house so Sometimes I'll go in if I have some videos I need or want to upload. And so that that has gotten me doing that a handful of times, like a couple times a month um, has made it very easy for me to kind of tear this thing down a little bit because I can pack up, drive to my office, run up the stairs and set back up in 15 minutes total time. And so that allows me to, to do a little bit of a tear down. So I'll tear this down uh, over the weekend. It's not a big deal. Um, and so it just uh, kind of, makes it feel a little bit less like an office.
0: (laughs) I love, I love what you said there because it's interesting. Like as a coach, I have to work with people to go through like their uh, pre and post flight checklist is what I call it. But like the way you shut down is like, it's an important thing so that we don't carry like this jumble of whatever with us into the space. And so it's almost like this, this thing of necessity, these little lights for you. Um, force you to do that. But like, is that something that you feel like is legitimate regardless of like, uh, Hey, now I'm at, now I'm at the bomb bomb home office or I'm now, now I'm here. Do you feel like that's something that kind of it, like it's beneficial just kind of in closing that part down for the mind.
1: Absolutely I do. It's because, you know, um to get one of the lights to turn off, I have to go down, I have to go down here on the floor and unplug it. And so just this process of like unplug, unplug, switch, oh, switch, close, it, it's it's like doom 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 doom. It's like closing your eyes and kind of resting your mind before yes. you go to sleep. You know, it's like the necessary steps. And so it's it's um, I mean, it's probably overstating it to call it like ritual or ritualistic, but they are physical acts we have to perform and they signal something to us. And in this case, it signals, I am done working and now I'm going to do other things oh, that man. aren't work.
0: So good. I, it's uh, Whether it forced ritual, that's, that's a powerful thing. And uh, take that with you guys. One thing that happens is for those of you who've been forced in your home, right? Um, I'm finding that people are, there was a time where computers, I don't think it happens anymore, but they would become, you'd have to defrag them. Do you remember that time? Oh, absolutely. And it's almost like people's brains get jumbled and they don't know how to put these spaces, you know, these things in different spaces. And what happens is they carry everything all in the same, like the same way I used to carry my homework as a kid. I would just jam it all in the same folder and it just looks like a sandwich kind of coming out. And being able to, um, being able to have a, a, just being able to compartmentalize. I, I I just find a lot of people that, that carry everything with them. And, and I, this is, that's an, empower, uh, an empowering uh, method you gave us. Maybe accidentally, Ethan, I'm going to write a book about it. Will you co-author it with me?
1: It's good. I would certainly be a, a <laughs> chapter contributor at a minimum.
0: <laughs> so, all right, into the book, because I don't get paid to say this, but I love, I like, obviously I love what you do. I love your book. Buy the book. We're going to have a link to the book. Um, I listened to it. I didn't read it. I'm a, I'm a, I listen to twice as much as I, as actually I read, but, um, but you also are, you, you hold the banner of an amazing product that I make, I force on my people to use because it's so good. There's just nothing better, at least at this day and age. And it's bomb, bomb. So talk to me a little bit about why the book, and why you think BombBomb Bomb is so critical in this day and age.
1: Cool. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Um, so I started writing the book uh, shortly after, or at least started outlining and thinking about it and talking about it, at least with my wife and son, who are both, of course, insanely encouraging. And uh before I was talking with anyone at work about it, I hit my six year anniversary here full time at BombBomb. Bomb, and uh, this is a couple summers ago or a couple falls ago, I guess. And um, I was just so excited when I joined the company, we were fewer than 10 people and we had fewer than 200 customers. Wow. And, uh, and, you know, at the time we were about a hundred people and about 30 or 35,000 customers. Now we're about 140 people and about 55,000 customers. So, you can imagine that period, there was a lot of dramatic change. And we, you know, the initial premise that brought me into the company, I just believed in our two co-founders and what they were trying to do. And I was just bought in on it. And just in short, and then I'll go back to the book for folks who are listening that aren't familiar, you know, the philosophy and practice that we teach and enable through the software, um, and we teach it through books and podcasts and webinars and stuff is the idea that, Every time you click send on a message, it's typically faceless digital communication. It's plain typed out text. And the technology is so available now that it is, it's just crazy that more people aren't hitting record and doing lightweight, casual, conversational, unscripted video messages to send to their team members, to their prospects, to their customers, to their friends, to people in their personal network, etc., to one person at a time or five people or 50 people. So... I hit this work anniversary, I'm kind of like welled up with like pride and excitement and joy around this community that we've built around this idea that you can be more personal and more human, therefore more effective and more satisfied in your work every single day by being yourself in video instead of being always Intellectual and cognitive and in your head, where you take these conscious thoughts and peck them into the keyboard and send them off to people and hope they understand hope that they understand it was a joke or hope that they can feel that you 're sincere and of course we 're not very good at any of that stuff. This allows you to just be yourself and so I was just so excited about it and um, so I started outlining it and started writing it like in early in the morning and a little bit on the weekends. And then at a certain point, I talked with a couple of friends of mine in publishing and they were like, is this your book or is this a bomb bomb book or what is this? And so then I started like really thinking like, oh yeah, I mean, if I could figure out how to get a whole book written, I have to figure out how to bring it to market. And so um, I ended up talking with a couple of people at work. They got excited about it. We thought it'd be a good way to get Again, our philosophy out there at, at a broader level, if you, if you don't want to use BombBomb, that's cool. You can still get a lot of value out of Rehumanize Your Business. We have a lot more competitors today than we did. Even when I started writing the book, there are a lot of more people moving into the space, which I like because it validates the concept and, and reinforces what, I, what my sincere expectation is. When I decided to write this book and figure out how to get a publishing deal with Wiley and... and do a launch for the book and all these other things that like I had never done before and had to figure out, um, my vision for it or my hope, and I don't know whether it'll take five years or 10 years or 20 years, but my hope is that we can send these messages in the context of our day just as easily and with no kind of thought or effort, just like we would jump into a conference room for a meeting or jump on a Zoom call for a meeting or pick up the telephone or type out a text message or type out an email or send a LinkedIn message or all these other things that we do as the normal course of business without even thinking about. They're just part of how we do things. But if you think about it, then I'll give it back to you, Donnie. You can redirect me. When you think about it, it's about 80 to 100 years ago no one sold by telephone, but then all of a sudden it's like, hey, part of your job now, in addition to going and you know knocking on doors and you know handwriting letters and sending out our you know these things that we're printing out. Part of how you sell now is uh, you pick up the telephone and talk to people. And when you think about that, like really logically, you think, okay, certainly some people were excited, some people were scared and avoided it. And then there was the big fat middle of people that are like, I don't know what to think about this. And they, you know, slowly start doing it. And some of the skills are transferable, right? Like it's just like having a real conversation, but it's not because you can't see the other person, but you can talk to them. And, you know, some people prefer that and some people prefer reading your letter. And like, so, and again, that's 80 to hundred years ago, but today no one thinks twice about picking up the phone to talk to somebody and it's useful. It's for some things and it's not useful for other things. And, video i see is the same way and so i don't know how long it's going to take but i thought a mainstream book um with with some heart with some practical knowledge with some stories um and and really laying out the philosophy there's a there are a couple chapters that are very heavy on research into the psychology of typed out communication versus face to face communication i just i thought if i could get all that together and get a mainstream publisher like wiley to put it out there that it would probably be helpful in this movement not to sell bomb bomb accounts, but to get more people to be uh, more aware of the problem and opportunity that they have every day and every time they click send.
0: What's up, you wandering slayer of sales? Hey, listen, if you know anything about me, you know that I am a teacher, and I believe in sharing experience. Right, that's what this whole podcast is about. Well, I've actually taken all of the best stuff from the people I've interviewed on this podcast and other places, and all of the people I've coached around the world, and my own experience. Listen, two and a half years of bumping my head and doing it wrong finally gave me a formula that helped me to be able to not only go out there and crush my schedule when my office was only a 10 feet commute, (laughs) but also to be more effective than anyone else that's out there. Listen, if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere. And so this is a course or a mastery of those who are without an office or those who are aspiring to be without an office. So go ahead and go over to DonnyTuttle.com right now. And you're going to see right there in the, uh, in the header there, you're going to see some information about the new sell anywhere course. And guess what? you get the first one for free. So go check it out right now. DonnyTuttle.com and now back to the show. Okay. I love it. You're opening multiple cans of worms here. And, um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna head in one direction here. Um, I love, you said that it, it allows you like you, your, your vision was, is allowing people to be themselves. And there's something about, authenticity. And, and I think it's, it's, it's now involved in business in unprecedented, uh, manners. I don't, I don't know that people have known how to be themselves in, in life or in business for that matter. It's almost like we've had to create different versions of ourselves, but Ooh, when that's a great
1: conversation, but I'll let you ask your question. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, Cause well, but here's the thing though, you met, you went through the telephone and then we got email and then we've, now we've got video and, and what happens is we're used to interacting with people a certain way because that's what what was the script, that was the playbook or, and then something new comes along and usually what happens is we have these weirdos who get out in front of us and tell us, hey, here's a script and here's the playbook and what happens is because it's not natural, we don't know what to do so we flock to this idea of doing something that's still not natural and we can almost ruin and muddle something that really should just be very organic and it it should, Accentuate just, just, just the truth, just like, like what we're doing right here. So talk to me about how to make this more natural. Take this in any direction you want, but I know, like one of my favorite things about what you've taught in the book, in uh, is that this isn't about perfection. So take that any way you want to. And sure. Run away with it.
1: Yeah, and I'll, I'll try to make it really practical for folks. Again, this is about using your webcam or your smartphone, casual, unscripted. Like, what would I say if I was in front of this person? You get to create these little in-person moments that you can record at your own convenience and send by email or text message or in a LinkedIn message or in a Slack message or whatever. And people can open it up and experience you in person when it's convenient for them. And I really like your observation there. And it's something that we typically do when, when we move into new media or new channels or whatever is that we carry the old thing with us. And so the, the one thing I would really discourage people from doing to me, this isn't, A a gimmick. This isn't a a 2020 strategy that's going to be burnt out by 2022. This is about being who you are and building trust and building rapport and communicating more clearly and communicating sincerity and enthusiasm and gratitude and a lot of these subtleties that are lost when we again go to our keyboards or worse the worst thing we could do is just hold these feelings and say, man, I really appreciate that guy. Or I really appreciate her. She is such a nice person and she did this nice thing. Or I wonder if he would make that mutual introduction. We just carry these thoughts and don't act on them. I'm sure you deal with that a lot in coaching as well. But this is just about um, being yourself. And so when you start to think about it as a new thing, if you fall into that trap, you know, you're going to want to take your phone scripts or some of your sales presentation scripts that you're highly rehearsed on and just jam them into this new channel. And that can work. We're early enough in this movement that you will get some attention simply by virtue of the fact that you're doing something different. By the way, I wouldn't, I mean, there's, there's still value there, right? There's value in the fact that very few people are doing this, but I'm going to flash forward a handful of years when this becomes more common. And you say, oh, well, maybe the effectiveness of this is wearing off because, you know, some of the attention I was getting simply by virtue of doing it um, it isn't the same as it was before. The fact of the matter is that ultimately you are your own best differentiator. Everything you're doing today is the exact same thing that all of your competitors are doing. Everything you're doing today is very largely the same things you were doing three to five years ago. And so that doesn't mean, you know, when, when you got email, you didn't stop using the phone. When you got Zoom, you didn't stop, uh, you know, doing phone calls or emails, right? It's it's a both and, both and, both and, and we just add some subtlety and nuance to this. Um, When is the best time to do this? What message is appropriate for the right channel? Because we've all gotten that text message where you're like, okay, I can see right here on its face. I can see that I could either go back and forth in this text message for, you know, eight back and forths or I can just call this person. We can settle it in 30 seconds. Right. Right. And so it's, it's this right tool for the right job type scenario. And so, um, again, just to make this practical for people listening, if you're like, okay, this sounds kind of interesting. I don't know what to do. Here's what I would say. If you're really curious and you want to try this out, you don't want to use a script. You are going to be uncomfortable doing it the first handful of times because you're not accustomed to seeing yourself in a recorded video Um, think about five to 10 people, write them down on a list and the message that you would have for these people would be somewhere in this kind of range of themes. Thank you. Good job. Congratulations. I've been thinking about you, I was sorry to hear, I was excited to see, right, as you're scrolling LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or wherever you're spending some of your time in these channels, you're seeing things that give you timely and relevant reasons to reach out to people you know and who know you, and so if you can just start with these like simple kinds of messages where it's like, hey, Donnie, you know, I just saw um, on Instagram that blah, 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 blah. I just want to tell you, I'm really excited for you. Reminds me of a time where such and such and such and such. Anyway, I was just thinking about you. Wish you the best. Take care. Have a great day. Right. That's just a great way to get comfortable doing this. And you'll get, I promise if you do five or 10 of these, let's say two a day for the next two weeks, 20 of them, um, you will get replies that say things like, oh my gosh, it was awesome to see you or I loved your email, right? By the way, no one says I love your email right now. (laughs) Right? We never do, right? Thank you so much for taking the time to send me that video, right? That's another great use case, by the way, when a a friend or a customer or a client reaches out with a question, instead of typing out a three paragraph response, just talk to them and you'll get things like, oh my gosh, I loved your video. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. And by the way, you're going to save a bunch of time in that process anyway so um i'll stop talking because i I would just keep (laughs) going but you know that's that's the deal it's like don't try to take some of what you're doing now and jam it in here do start to broaden your mind and see this isn't just for prospecting. This isn't a 2020, 2021 strategy. This, isn't, this is you face-to-face at scale with more people more often in a convenient way using the internet speeds that we have, using the camera that you have in your pocket or that's built into your laptop already. Like this, it doesn't have to be special. This is just about you being you with the people who matter most to your success.
0: All right, Ethan, you hit my three favorite letters my man I think all of our power abides and resides in those and it's you be you right that is uh, that is a powerful place and uh, you were saying something it just kind of like like popping in my brain like this it's not a new thing it's an old thing it's just a new vehicle dude that's
1: why we called it rehumanize right let's what we call philosophy rehumanize your business you and I are old enough to know that there was a time in our lifetimes where most Uh, connection and conversion and conversation was done, a lot of it was done face-to-face. And even, even six months ago, people were still getting on airplanes to fly across the country to do a conference room presentation and to take the four decision makers out to a a nice restaurant for a nice dinner in order to hopefully get the deal closed. We all know that we're better face to face. We all know that trust and rapport underpins all of our success personally and professionally. And so all we're doing is using today's technology to keep you face to face. Right. And so, and, and the interesting thing, the reason it's so super relevant today, isn't the pandemic, which prevents us in some cases from legally or practically or, um, social normally, (laughs) that's not an adverb, but I just made it one Um, getting together with people physically um, that, that we've leaned on facelessness, that we've leaned on automation, that we've leaned on so much of this kind of dehumanizing and dehumanized stuff. And so, you know, it's not, it's not humanize your business. It's rehumanize. This is how business was done for years, but it's using today's technology. One of my original subtitles for it was the new old way to communicate connect and convert right new slash old it but then it started to seem a little bit heady and sure. foolish and so we just kind of made it more straightforward
0: I, I i love it i love it um take me take me here i <clears throat> i can't remember honestly it's sometimes it's it's the uh the curse of of knowledge right it's hard to unknow what you know and it's hard to remember what it was like To go back to the beginning, for those of us who utilize video as a part of our—it's this isn't business. This is this is leadership. This is coaching. This is mentoring. This is selling. This is just utilizing a tool to do those things. But um, there's two places I I, I would like you to go, Ethan. First, one of those is moments, and being able—it's almost like we—I believe we can define. A course or a path of like hey here's where you are here's where we can be and we can see ahead of time what's coming around the bend and you mentioned some of those things like thank yous and good jobs and and i think that if you are and you mentioned this in the book that this is a um uh, a customer not customer service and retention but you get the idea of like this is this is like post-sale we can celebrate and i Actually here have, uh, you know, my clients, they, they get a map and, and we fill it out. And what happens is there are milestones and those milestones can have, can could have a video they could have bombs that get bombs that come to people that, um, that could celebrate with them that could, uh, and, and those feel every bit as much of a unique gift as, uh, you know, something that was handcrafted by whoever these, these, these things can be so personal and thought out. So there's there's the one right like so having a track and in, in having a pre, uh, a meditated you know way of, of interacting with people whether it's before they know us or after they've done like there's there's those so I want to know about those moments, moments mm-hmm. and then the other, the other question I had for you let's just go with that one actually it's okay take me through the moments Ethan Butte,
1: okay. So I'll, I'll just give a framework and I'll, I'll fold in some specific ones that might be useful to, to people listening. But of course, everyone does different things a little bit differently. A couple of key things to look for. Uh, one, and, and I love that you went to post sale as well, because again, most of the conversation, if you spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and you see people talking about video, it's very, very focused, heavily focused on prospecting like this, this kind of outbound cold stuff. And, and it works. You can do that. but. From, i i did a very extensive survey uh in december of twenty nineteen and i i all the hard data went to some of our data people and I took all the qualitative data. I took all of the open field responses and, and just, uh, I won't get into the details of it, but the one key observation is that of our best customers, the customers who've been with us the longest and say with the highest level of certainty that we solve a major problem in their business, that was kind of like the nature of the survey. The people who've been with us the longest are the most confident that we are helpful to them used language that was so much more about staying in front of people, relationship orientation, the connection, making it more personal. And so it's this, the post sale, this idea that I've already built trust and rapport and now I want to generate repeat purchasing or retention or referrals or positive online reviews or whatever don't, if you're, if, you, if you're like, okay, this is very provocative, I'm gonna go you know, look for more you know conversation about video in the sales process, don't focus specifically on prospecting, although it's useful over there. You have all these stages up to the point of commitment and all these stages afterwards. So a couple of key things to look for pre and post sale are, where are people typically confused? Where do opportunities slow down? Like where are the main points of friction? And that could, again, it can happen on both sides. Um, what are people reaching out to you about the most? What is the most frustrating or confusing thing? Or what are they the most excited about? If you're doing something like NPS or net promoter score, or if you're doing, if people can cancel your product or service and you have forms there, read all of the verbatims. If you have, um, you know, a customer service channel where people are submitting tickets or reports or whatever, you have some process to say, what types of customers are calling in and what are they calling in about or emailing in about what do they get confused about if you have a support site to support your product or service which articles are getting the most attention and so this is very very practical this is customers giving you feedback directly and indirectly through their own behavior which you can maybe analyze through data or through their survey responses where they're using their own words which i spend a lot of time on i love that um because the tone and the language choice really communicate so much more than the simple, you know, metrics board does and it brings it to life and hangs some flesh on it. And um, anyway, these are going to give you the indications of, okay, where can I take something that's pretty good and make it great? Or where can I take something that is seemingly broken, that slows people down, that confuses people and make it better with uh, a simple video message. That's either truly personal. Where I'm saying, hey, Donnie, it seems like, you know, because a dashboard told me or a report told me or because you never got to this point, right? And so you set up these triggers for yourself where you set up these little reminders. And it can, it can be truly personal where I greet you by name or it can be automated. I mean, for people that are in bigger businesses where it is a little bit higher volume and lower value per person, and you're like, I don't know if I can, you know, if me and my team can do this, you know, on a scaled basis, you can find ways to scale some of these things. If your CRM or marketing automation is sending triggered emails based on things that people are doing or not doing, or based on some of these milestones, for example, we have a triggered email. I forget where it is. I think it's at 200 videos. If you send 200 videos out of your account, um, At one point recently, it just came to mind. uh, We had a triggered email that said, um, you know, I forget the subject line was something like, you've sent a lot of videos. Would you send one more? And it was congratulations. You've sent 200 videos. It's just so we love to be of service and value. If you reach this point, you've obviously found some great ways to use it and it's a value to you. Would you send one more? Would you send us a video back and let us know, you know, who you are, where you're from, what you're doing and, and how video is helpful for you, right? Like how does this transform? So that's a, that's kind of a milestone type thing. Now, if you're in a, 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 lower volume, higher value business where each client is worth thousands of dollars a year potentially or any one of your clients is likely to bring you five or 10 or 50 more clients. Like if if you're, if your business is much more intimate, you're going to want to set up these little reminders for yourself or these little triggers. They're going to be on your checklist. If you have different checklists for different processes in your business and an assistant is helping you, or you're doing it yourself, uh, a calendar is reminding you or your CRM is reminding you. As you identify these points of excitement or frustration, Set up little reminders for yourself, and send truly personal videos to people to address um, uh, the milestone or the excitement. Uh, if you know what the path, you know you've given a journey, if you know what the path to success is, and someone hasn't hit box three yet, send you know set yourself a reminder. These people, this person, should hit box number three within one hundred and twenty days of mm-hmm. signing the contract. Okay, here we are at day one twenty one. I need a reminder that says I should probably reach out to this person. Now you could reach out with a typed out email that says, Hey, you've done X, Y, and Z, but you haven't done A, B, and C. Um, Click here to learn more, pick up the phone and give me a call, blah, blah, blah. Or you could say, Hey, Jennifer, it's Ethan. Can you believe it's been four months uh, since you and I agreed that that we would make this transformation together? Uh, great work again. I know I've already told you this, but great work doing X, Y, and Z. I wanted to remind you that we really need to be focusing on A, B, and C, something, you know, something a lot of people ask about and is, is kind of kin to the same reason you joined me you know, four months ago is because of, you know, something I know about you from my notes or from our conversations or whatever. Like this, this truly personal, like I see you, I hear you, I appreciate you. I understand you. I am a partner in your success. Like these are the things that you're saying without saying them. Right. And, and that, and here's the last thing when you're sincere about it and when you do it even basically, well, you don't need a hundred of these triggers. You need like two or three You just need to start blending it into what you're doing. And when you find one or two or three ways to use it, you start doing it, you start getting these replies and responses that validate it. Your potential customers, your current clients, your team members, if you have full time or part time team members, real people in your town or virtual people overseas or however you're doing this, when you find ways to reach out in this manner and again, let people know that they are seen, heard, felt, appreciated, understood. You are changing your relationship with those people. You are changing their relationship with you, your brand, your product, your service. It's just so, again, more effective. Like You're going to get more replies. You're going to get more responses. You're going to get more clicks through your emails. You probably are going to convert leads at a higher rate. You probably are going to generate more referrals. These are some of the quantitative things people tell us. But the softer side and the thing that I love communicating to people, especially in a context like this, because I know you understand it, Donnie and the types of people you attract around you in your community think and feel similarly is that this is also more satisfying. It's like this idea of being able to live these messages out and breathe them into life with your whole body. And I know it starts to sound a little woo-woo, but this idea of sending a message of congratulation or a message of concern or a message of Mm -hmm. care or encouragement or whatever, um, the idea that you're just again, you're, you're getting out of your head and just being yourself. There's something so satisfying about this because the other person can feel it and they give it back to you.
0: I love it, man. That is, there's something about saying something with your entire being. And I, lo- I, I believe this is the greatest influence tool that anyone will have here. It's not video. It's not the phone. It's none of those things. This is what's going to help you to sell more than anything. It's going to help you to lead better than anything. And I believe it's a promise fulfilled and when you fulfill promises it makes you feel great about you and what you do and how you do it and for those of you who are selling and maybe struggling in selling or maybe you're struggling and your team's leaving you because you're not you're, you're, you're ineffective look at look at that area but one of the one of the things that we tend to do is we can kind of look away from those areas of possible pain as, as you mentioned and um, this just provides such an easy way to address it, to where you can be listen, this is what I think this is this is where we 're at it doesn't it doesn 't have to take twenty minutes to do it it's a little two minute little video that lets them know and um, that's that's a way of doing it or, or a th- there's so many practical uses for this, and I, I agree with you, I think pick a few and whatever helps you to fulfill your promise to your people, um, do that, and a couple of them that i 've actually um that i love i love i love Ethan. i love doing a bomb bomb intro that's where i, I, I connect two people together and i start out almost every single day um uh, it's been, been been a little bit um so i've been doing it on linkedin a little bit more but almost every single day i'll connect somebody be a bomb bomb hey jim meet bob hey bob meet jim you guys will love each other because of this i'll leave it to you and it's like it it feels good for me i provided value to others and it's it's not just a valuable business practice; it's a valuable life practice. Um, I I love you said the sincerity that comes here, and that, so I want to I want to I want to go into a place where you go into with rehumanize your business because a lot of us we so we're taking this technology and we're seeing it a certain way. We watch videos a certain way, and we inherently think. And I think maybe it's maybe it's people who are older than 30, 35, something, there's there's an age range where we think that there is a production that goes along with this. And I know that there are, so I wanna see if you can maybe dispel some of that, like that you don't need a Hollywood set or a studio. And then also maybe give us some practical things that like the average person can do to overcome that thought, that mindset, maybe some fears of like, I'm just going to make crap here and I'm going to look ugly. So maybe if you can attack those for us.
1: Absolutely. So I'll, I'll first go to the practical side. The basic minimum threshold of, is this good enough? Is can I see you? And can I hear you? Right. Uh, okay. Can I see you? And can I hear you? So really practically then turn on all the lights or orient yourself toward a window. So I have a window right out this side. And because this is where most of the light is coming in. I set up a lamp on the other side of my desk. So it's just a little bit of balance. So I don't have studio lighting. I don't have a soft box. I don't have a key light or a fill light or a blah, blah, blah. I have light on the left of me and a little light on the right of me. And it uh-huh. they kind of work out. And instead of, you know, I have, you know, I'm in a bedroom. So I have this like fan light behind me. If you, you don't want a bunch of light behind you, because that makes... Uh, your camera will read you, make you much darker because what's behind you is so much lighter. And so keep the light approximately in front of you. You don't need fancy equipment, but if you want to, you can, you know, for 60 or 80 bucks, get like a nice Logitech webcam on Amazon. And when you do, it'll, it'll typically be, but I just use the one built into my laptop, by the way, I don't even have one of those, but if you do, it also typically comes with a, a nicer microphone as well. So Um, I do because I do a bunch of podcasts. I do have like a nice microphone that's in front of me now, but otherwise I would just use the one built into my laptop. That's not great, uh, but it's good enough to get started. Um, but, But if you improve your webcam, typically they come with microphones as well. The closer you are to the audio, the better, because again... Can I see you? Can I hear you? People will forgive bad video more than they'll forgive bad audio. They need to be able to hear you. And so um, the closer you can be to the microphone, the better off you are. So notice here, I'm just going to take two steps back. Okay, so I didn't move very much, but the sound is dramatically different. And so the closer you can get to the microphone, the better off you're going to be and the more clearly people can hear you. And so that, I mean, that's the basic minimum. The, the The other tip here in terms of just like, is this good enough and can I be proud of it and feel okay with it? And then I'll move to why we don't feel like it's good enough and why we don't feel confident and okay with it Um, is, uh, you know, minimize distractions. If you look at, you know, for folks who are listening, Donnie has a, a window with the shades closed, so it's not throwing a bunch of light behind him. He's got a cool looking map. He's got a neat looking bookshelf with a couple books and a couple interesting things on it. It's interesting without being distracting for me. Interestingly, we're both wearing black T-shirts and our yeah. our our room our walls are painted the same color. For me, you know, I opted to stack up my own books, put a plant on it to add a little bit of life. Um, that picture behind me used to be something that was in a, a a picture frame with glass over it, but it would just throw a reflection. You couldn't see what was in it. So I just, you know, when I knew I was going to be stuck at home, I decided to swap it out for a painting that wasn't behind glass. So it at least added some color, just minimize distractions. The same things you would do on a zoom call so that you look basically competent, and professional. Like I have seen videos where people have like exercise bikes from 1974 behind them, laundry baskets that are three quarters filled with dirty clothes, like, like crazy stuff. Like The basic professional minimum is good enough. Okay. And so now I want to go to the other side of it. You are your own harshest critic. You judge yourself far more harshly than anyone else does. The unique thing about this medium is that you can play it back. Unlike a real in-person meeting where you might be a little bit self-conscious from time to time and wonder Did I say the right thing or is this the right thing to say? Like, you know in in big moments we can get in a little bit in our own heads when we're on a zoom call or in-person or whatever But we don't dwell in our own heads in these live exchanges the same way we do when we record them and so um, Paradox of vulnerability what makes this style of video so so effective? And we've already spoken to it, but I'll just hit it real quick. Casual, authentic, honest, taking off the armor, taking off the mask, stop acting as if I'm just sh- I'm just in my makeshift home office in my bedroom talking to you about something that we have in common or an opportunity or an answer to your question or whatever. The same reason that makes it so effective, this this honesty and in, in whatever is the same reason it's so hard to do. And, and the, the, what is there is vulnerability and which is the fear. Essentially it's, the, it's the discomfort we feel uh, in the face of, of um, judgment, essentially. What
0: right. Seen? Yeah.
1: We, yeah, we all fear judgment and rejection. It's deep, 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 deep inside us. If we were judged and rejected by our peers or our tribe a thousand years ago, we would die in the desert or on the mountainside or on the island or wherever our tribe was, right? We could not afford to be rejected and, and thrown out of the tribe. We, we, I mean, we had to do it for survival. This is ancient lizard brain type stuff. It's still with us today. Our technology and society have advanced far faster than the human brain has. And so we still have all these like deep, you know, ancient brain, lizard brain, whatever you want to call it, fears, right? And that speaks to us. That's why we don't like the way we look. That's why we don't like the way we sound. That's why we say, oh, video isn't for me. It's because we don't want to be our honest selves and send that to someone in a way that they could watch twice or forward to a friend. When in fact, to something you already said, Donnie, you are your own best sales asset. Who you are matters. This, this you be you. Like, you are your own best differentiator you are the reason people say yes and so this idea that we would continue to hide behind a cloak of digital anonymity hide behind our typed out black text instead of working through this vulnerability and getting comfortable seeing ourselves which doesn't take very long by the way um and then you're free you're on the other side of this fear it's behind you and now you can like be yourself it's it's it is I've seen so many people become liberated in their communication and find so much joy and satisfaction. Like I have a woman, one of her her, her primary use cases is sending birthday videos to people. She sees them on Facebook and instead of just clicking the like and typing happy birthday Tim, she gets out her ukulele and plays a little happy birthday song. I get them on my birthday. She's a customer of ours. She's been, one of our co-founders just forwarded me, it was his birthday a couple weeks ago. He said like, man, I love Laura. She's the best, like long-time customer of ours. You know, she just doesn't, now, now you might not play the ukulele. That might not be, you might not sing. Those might not be your style. It doesn't matter. Whatever your style is, be that, do that, live it, own it. You will get better as you go. It's an iterative process. And I just want you to be clear that vulnerability characterizes all the best things that happen in our lives, period. Things that we're scared of. I don't say you should run at all of them. Definitely avoid the rattlesnake, for example. Uh. <laughs> but but in general, these things where we're a little bit uncertain and we feel a bit of fear, like inside us, consciously or subconsciously, where you get that feeling inside, you're like, "Oh, this isn't for me," or oh, "I don't know about this." Right? I've had it a bunch of times because I, you know, before this all shut down, and I traveled a lot. I would very often walk into a room at a conference where I was invited. And I didn't know anybody. Now that wasn't the case when you and I met uh, in in Southern California. Um, I had vague familiarity with a handful of people. I knew them digitally, and then I knew a couple of the the people that were hosting us. You know, I had met I had met them in person before. But in a room like that, where you're like, okay, now I'm going into this room full of 200 people. Like, I don't know any of them. Like, I'm not super comfortable. But you just. And you head in and you smile and you try to start a conversation. And next thing you know, two hours you're later, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this event is over. I met four awesome people. I talked to that guy for 45 minutes. Like, but that initial fear, you, you don't turn around and leave. That's what you're there to do. Like you are in your role to build relationships and grow your business. And so this is just kind of like entering that room. Don't turn down this opportunity to get face to face with people because you're a little bit uncomfortable. You have to push through it a little bit and you'll be you know, comfortable before you know it.
0: Come on. I, I, love, um, I love the freedom aspect that you uh, mentioned through vulnerability. And, um, and, I, and, and when you cross that line, there is a confidence that comes and interesting enough. So it's almost like underneath every dragon we slay the thing we fear the most, right? There's the pot of gold. And, and when we cross the line of that, um, there's confidence. And if you want to find, I, I really believe this. Like if you want to talk about the language of sales, it's not the words we say, if you want to talk like influence and sales, it's not the words we say, I think it's actually confidence. I think the words are window dressing. They're helpful. But the reality is, is it's is this person competent, and that goes more than we're looking deeper than words, and that's why I think um, video is such a great transfer. So I've got two more questions, and we've got only seven oh. minutes left. Okay, and no so I'm gonna pull I, I the promise I can here. do it. All right. So the first one, and you can you can take them in any any order, and of course leave time on on how to um, how how we can get in touch with you and all of those things. Find your book. I'll of course have those in the show notes. Um, First off, I want to know if there are any unforeseen effects of the book. So something that you didn't predict that were like this, it was, it happened. You're like, wow. And um, I'm going to park that question for a second because I got to give you two. That's just, um, the other one is um, if you were a leader and you had to lead from anywhere, a lot of people are from their homes or maybe they're in office sometimes, but not others we can still have culture, we think that we can't if we're not face-to-face and, and I, would, I wanna know how you might utilize, it can be video, but I'll, any other place and any other way that you see that you can have a phenomenal culture in let's just say today's setting or even a setting where someone chose to be in other places. So those are your two assignments and you have six minutes, my man. Okay. So I'll start with the
1: first one. Um, one of the things is I was trying to figure out how to write a book. I, I reread books written by people I knew and then reached out to them and said, hey, would you talk to me about the process of writing your book and bringing it to market? And a consistent theme across several of these people, I talked with six people in total, um, was this is going to open doors that you don't know exist. And I would say that it, it has satisfied in that way. Because again, this is something that you know it ha- it's tangible. It adds a little bit of Um, Credibility. It is the collected learnings and teachings of several years of work. Um, And people are reading it who you never met. Like we sold about 25,000 copies of the book between hardcover, digital, and audio. And I don't, I mean, I know a bunch of people who read it, but but I don't know, you know, where are the rest of these? And and it's cool because I'll periodically get messages on LinkedIn um, or someone will. Um, and just say, Hey, I just want to let you know, I just finished your book and it was awesome. Like, I just got one example and then I'll move on because I've gotten many, many of these, uh, young entrepreneur in India. He is focused on kind of sustainability and, um, producing, uh, with kind of a cradle to cradle mindset where the, the process of manufacturing doesn't produce as much waste. That you know what what comes out of the process goes back in, which is something I'm very interested in personally. So here's this 22 year old kid who's got kind of like an engineering type background, really smart, doing work that I really respect. And he's like, "Hey man, this changed the way I look at the way I do my business. This is amazing. Thank you so much." Right. Here's another one. Um, I listened to a podcast. Uh, and I loved the guest. He was really inspiring young guy. So I put up a post quoting him uh, on LinkedIn. Dude commented on it, reached, sent a LinkedIn connection request. I was like, Hey man, thanks so much for uh, reaching out. And he was like, then he sent me a video and was like, are you kidding? You know, you're the freaking man. You changed the way I think about my sales career. He holds up a copy. Of my book. people you don't know are out there, and you're influencing them. It's like it's just a joy. It's an absolute joy. And so, um, anyway, there's that. Um, and, and and again, it's not about me. It's about the things that I believe in and things that I know that are right. Other people, I'm giving people language and a framework and even a practice to bring it to life. Permission. And
0: Ooh, yeah,
1: it's happening, and you don't know it. No. Until sometimes you do know it. So it's, it's, it's absolutely a joy. And um, uh, to a leader who is anywhere and you want to maintain culture, something we've been doing in our uh, Friday morning meetings where we get the entire marketing team together at BombBomb. And it just kind of like grew dramatically because we took a design team back. We open every one of these meetings where one of the team members does a, a little photo slideshow kind of like, who am I? Right. And so our CMO, Steve, did it today, my co author on the book. And so he showed a few photos from childhood, a couple of photos from college. He's about my age. So he didn't, whereas the younger people on our team, everything's just in Facebook. So they just rip all those photos down and they have like, digital photos of every moment of their lives. Like, you know, if you're me and you're in your mid forties, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the old photo album and shoot digital photos of the original photos. Anyway. Um, that's a really good one. I think zoom meetings, I think trying to recreate a team lunch, I think uh, donut buddies kind of a thing where you randomly pair up everyone that wants to connect with another team member um, throws in and then someone uh, randomly pairs people up and you just have 20 minute calls with people. I've been doing that a lot in my personal network as well, where it's like, Hey, you and I are connected online, but we've never connected in person. Um, you want to do a 20 minute zoom call where it's just like get to know each other. And so, um, I would also say specifically to the management side of leadership, I know that those two are not kin, but they often, you know, on a Boolean map would have some overlap. You still obviously want to maintain a very regular cadence of one-on-ones, but when you see things, good, bad, otherwise, that are worth commenting on, don't make a note and save it for the direct meeting. Take a minute and send a video message where it's like, hey, Jen, I just wanted to let you know I was talking with Jeff, and Jeff's just said this amazing thing. I want to thank you so much for um, doing such great work on this project. He says wonderful things about you, and I can't wait to connect with you next Thursday. In the meantime, have an awesome weekend, right? Like So these – these little moments of um, corrective Uh, you know, feedback or encouragement or support or just checking in. Our CEO has been doing a ton of that, just checking in on people. It's like a stressful kind of emotionally trying time. A lot of young parents. We have a lot of uh, black members on our team who during some of the racial turmoil was like, it was a very significant time. And so he's just reaching out, checking in, like not even a message, not even a call to action. I'm thinking about you. If you ever need anything, let me know. Right. And so these kinds of things just to let people know that they're seen and heard and appreciated no matter what the motivation is it doesn't have to be
0: stress but um stress is certainly a good time to make yourself available love it ethan you are an empowerer of connection my friend where can we find ethan Butte in his awesome book where can we get you brother
1: Cool. Uh, You can email me, Ethan, E-T-H-A-N, at bombbomb.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Ethan Butte, spelled B-E-U-T-E. You can find me on LinkedIn pretty easily. I'm sure I'm the only one. Uh, The book is at bombbomb.com slash book. Uh, It's also Rehumanize Your Business. You can find it in Amazon, audiobook, digital book, hardcover, and uh,
0: bombbomb.com is the site. Dude, thank you for bringing the heat, Ethan. And a Man, thank you.
1: I knew it was going to be fun. I knew it was going to be easy. I knew you'd have some interesting questions. It, this is a, the highlight of my week. And it's a <laughs> Friday, by the way, when we're recording this.
0: Easily mine as well. Easily. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sell Anywhere podcast, where we believe if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere. And your talent is not limited to your zip code. Listen, this is not a one-way street. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you uh, on your ratings. Write me on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you listen to us on. That helps me immensely. Do that now. But also, reach out. Find us on sellanywhere.com and you can interact with us there, on LinkedIn, on so many different places. I want to hear from you. What are your struggles? Who do you want on the show? What are things that you feel like I could help you to solve? I love you so much that I'm doing whatever I can. Give value so that I can spend the rest of my life with you. So let me know what I could be doing to help you. In.